0: and welcome to conversations with Candace. I am your host Candace Paul and I am the author of best-selling novel Spiritual Warfare. So before we get into the podcast, make sure that you like and you subscribe to this channel. So I am here with Demetrius Pimenter and he taught himself spanish demetrius how long did it take you
1: when you're learning a second language you you kind of use the terminology you never say like oh yeah i learned the language because you can but it's kind of like it's an ongoing process well when you're learning a second language you are always learning that second language so it takes about six years before you're comfortable and able to speak and converse casually and it's a uh, it's a consistent effort where would you say you
0: are now in terms um, of your fluency
1: I'm i'm fluent I find it very easy to talk to people from Mexico. I find it very easy to talk to people from Guatemala. Yet, some other countries, like I, literally have to take a moment and let my ear adjust because they replace R's for, with L's, or they um they place the Y yes sound with the just sound, or they link words in different ways. So, to say you're fluent is a very tricky thing to do. They advanced.
0: Advanced. Okay, that's fair. So, what yeah. was your interest? Why Spanish? Why did you select Spanish?
1: I'm very, well, somewhat obviously of um, Latin descent. I wouldn't say it's very obvious, but there are certain, certain, like, hints my, you know, my bomb ass dance moves, both <laughs> on the Latin dance floor and being black and Latino, okay. like hip-hop-hop. So, and it was always a part of my culture. And when I was adopted, I was adopted from an Afro-Mexican family into an Afro-Puerto Rican family. Oh. But the story on both sides was very similar. When um, the woman that adopted me, she's um, just shy of 80 this year. Oh, wow. uh, her mother came over in the 19 late, like 1919, 1920, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, her name was um, Edna King. She came over from Puerto Rico to New York. Now, when you came over during that time period, if you were Afro-Latino, you had two problems. You had the problem of being black in a racist and segregated um, country, and then you had the problem of being um, Latino. So they made the decision to not speak Spanish to their kids and so on and so forth. In fact, her family came from a different island. Um, Her family before that, I think it was her mother's mother Um, came from the uh, DR looking for work, went to Puerto Rico, and then from um, the Dominican Republic to Puerto Rico, then to the United States. So um, that side of the family had certain things that, like, I always thought were black growing up because I grew up in a community that was very, very white. So anything that was different, I just assumed was because we were black. Mm -hmm. And then come to, no, they come more from um, the islands, the mixture of, of the Afro-Caribbean people and the Spaniards, et cetera. And it was more distinct more related to that. And then when I found out for sure that I was um, Afro-Mexican and, like, my my mother's name is Ortega, like, my biological mother, it was like, well, you know, if you're going to learn any language and you have any, ch- like, and you want to reconnect to where you come from, and I still need to do a DNA test to figure out where my African ancestry comes from. Mm-hmm. Good idea to start with spanish because that's your connection back to on either side whether i choose like whether i'm thinking of my biological family or my adoptive family that's a way to reconnect us with part of our history that was kind of taken from us because when we came on my um, biological family it was the same thing my grandfather came to the country he didn't want his kids to be discriminated against so he refused to teach them spanish
0: And that so, and and now we see that that was an obvious disservice uh, to, to children who are learning, because what, in your opinion, are the benefits of being multilinguistic or being able to speak more than one language?
1: Right now, the benefit is about $25 an hour because I'm a Spanish teacher. I take that.
0: Oh, yes. And that is awesome. I mean, it, <laughs> I think people should know this, the fact that you are advanced in Spanish and now that you're able to teach
1: it, that's a huge accomplishment. It's still, like, rocky sometimes. Sometimes, like, your mind goes so quickly and you just can't, your mouth just can't keep up with what you want to say. Um, But more often than not, I get where am I from instead of where did you learn? Mm. It's, a, it's a subtle but big difference. Where are you from means you speak Spanish, but I'm not, you don't look like what I think of a Spanish speaker, which is like, or I don't know what you kind of do, but I don't know what country mm. I can tell that you didn't grow up speaking this. So, that the subtle distinction was actually like kind of super fun for me when, when it happened, where people started more asking where I was from and less, um, how did I learn?
0: Interesting.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: So, in terms of what you want to do, what do you how do you want to use this new language in order to help propel you in your
1: future endeavors? I have so many desires, and I'm hoping that if I live the average human lifespan in in a first-world country of 79, I'll get a chance to, like, dabble in all of them. Um, In the short term, the next five years, I plan on opening a uh, travel business in Colombia. And ironically, that's where my, like, or appropriately, I should say, that's where my actual, my half-sister's family is from, and she's, you know, Colombian as well, Afro-Colombian. So um, I just thought that that was interesting. Um, yeah, I mean. But, but it, it seems like no matter where my family was, they were always, like, in the um, radius or in the, uh, what's it called? Like the sphere. The, the sphere of being Latino. And um, I'm going down to Colombia to start a travel business so that people can – See the sights like we have this luxury, luxury travel experience that feels a little played out. It lacks adventure. It lacks it lacks cultural awareness. It it lacks so much, and there's so much these countries have to offer. Um, and for instance, in Colombia, there's an entire church underground in a salt mine, and it's huge. It's think like somewhere in between Loray Caverns and like the National Basilica. Oh like wow had a baby, and out came this strange underground church.
0: You also are bilingual. You're from America. You're going to be there. So you can literally take people there and show them the full extent of everything, and they'll feel comfortable. So exactly. I think that that's
1: good. Like, that's that's what I want because, like, I had my one of my friend's moms. Uh, she's Mexican. And um, as soon as she found out that um, – I was mexican especially uh as soon as she found out where my uh my uh, mexican ancestry came from which was the same location as hers Like she like she shelved mexican culture and stuff down my throat as much as possible whatever possible but she used to brag to me about her travels and some of them were interesting but a lot of times she was telling me these like five-star hotels that she stayed at and mm-hmm. i was like you didn't see the country i mean the interior decorations at, like, the Marriott down the street from you and the one in, like, Istanbul is going to be, if there's one, I don't know.
0: Mm-hmm. But they're
1: going to be the same. And you miss out because, especially since she's fluent and speaks um, two languages, like, you. if you go to a, a another country and you can blend in with the populace and you, you can speak the language, then you absolutely should get out and, like, see what they have to offer, absorb more than just, like, luxury because I mean, are you really going to be able to, like, lay in your deathbed and think of, like, all the wonderful mojitos you had on a beach? I mean, maybe. <laughs> yeah, because you're,
0: you're missing the authentic experience. Exactly. I know what another, you mean.
1: I'm the same question. Uh, another thing I want to do is music. Um, music is so much more, uh, I'm not going to say easy. Um, There are a lot more acceptable sounds and acceptable language in latin music i don't mean like foul language i just mean like as you listen to some of the songs like if you try to translate excuse me to english they become laughable like, mm-hmm. like the translation of that is like kiss me kiss me softly <laughs> it's like it, it doesn't fit it's super funny
0: and the way that you sang that right now didn't help so yeah <laughs> I, mean,
1: I say it how I felt it
0: <laughs> that's so, funny
1: I definitely want to do a little music because I feel like I get away with saying or expressing myself in different ways that aren't necessarily like well like it won't hit your ear in a, a foreign or strange way in Spanish the same way trying to say the same things in English would
0: so so that's great. So let's transition a bit into kind of the technical part of learning Spanish. So what did you do? What was your um, daily routine in learning Spanish?
1: Everything. Honestly, You like, it's still an ongoing process. So even now, like, I've got workbooks in my bag that I do the same way you would, like, you see people on the bus doing a, a Sudoku. Which has like no real life application at all.
0: Yeah.
1: Sending off Alzheimer's. Like, <laughs> I feel like the like I, I whip out a workbook from a practice makes perfect. Pick a level. Most of the stuff I don't really have to think about to do anymore. But it just like it just it helps keeps, you.
0: Yeah.
1: yeah it, it helps you the, stay sharp. Stay sharp, exactly. But if you really want to learn, you you have to accept that it's not going to be a easy process. It's not going to be a a sixty day, hundred day. Oh, I'll just buy, spend four hundred dollars on Rosetta Stone, and like I'll have this in a year. No, it's going to be a five, six, possibly longer. Because for even for me, and I'm still learning every day and becoming more comfortable speaking in large, especially in large groups. It's gonna. It's like it. It might be you know eight years mm. before like, I'm like, sure, yeah. No matter where you put who you put me in front of, I got this. Like. Also, Spanish is, I think, I forgot where I saw this, but behind Japanese is the second fastest language.
0: Hmm, interesting.
1: So, I'm not sure, don't quote me on that, I have to look it up again and double check, but it is a very fast-paced language. So, the process goes from learning your base 2,000 words, however that happens, learning your um, present um Tense conjugations, your preterite, your irregular, and then you just keep moving forward um, under different verb tenses until you can switch subjects and tenses. Learning your um, your object pronouns, for example, it is a uh, common object pronoun. Um, your indirect object pronouns, so what's what's doing what's what is, what's doing the action, and then what's receiving the action with your indirect object pronoun. Mm-hmm. I mean. there's there's a path, and I'm getting too, grammar, too into the grammar and the weeds, but there's a path where you progress and you start to figure out what you don't know. That's the best part. Gotcha. Once you get to the point, you'll realize, oh, I don't know how to express this sentiment. And I consistently run into this problem with talking with people. Now I know what I have to look up. You don't know what you don't know. And that's why um, you, you plateau for a while. You hit a, um an uphill, and then you start like knocking out the things you don't know. And the more you start speaking with people, the more you realize, oh, this is what I don't know. Like there's um, four forms, four common forms of to become in Spanish.
0: Hmm. So,
1: um, like regarding if it's a emotional state, a more permanent state, if it's an accomplishment, or if it's a um, if it's a uh, what's it called? a change in an inanimate object. Okay. In English, it's used to become or to get. In Spanish, you have four different ways to say it, and each one has a a context in which you have to um, use it correctly. Once you start getting it wrong enough times and start seeing a pattern where, like, I really struggle with that, you know what to look up. and Failure is your best friend. Um, Messing up as often as possible and getting it corrected and, um finding out your holes and your weaknesses is your in learning anything like yeah don't um, be fail, afraid of failure exactly fail forward it's going to be your best friend and everything's going to um you're going to be so much better for getting it wrong than for you avoiding it
0: that's that's really good advice and so let me ask you this so i've heard a few people say when you're learning a language, you kind of want to start thinking in that language. Do you find yourself doing that, or what, what do you think about that?
1: Um, yes. Uh, at first, it's really difficult. And the reason why they tell you to think in that language is because the grammar, the, uh, the way you structure sentences is a little bit different, and the way we express certain sensations or ideas is different. So, okay. for example, in English, we'd say, I'm hungry. You are not the concept of hunger, but we all understand what it means. Yes. In Spanish, you say, ten hambre, which means, I have hunger. I have it hunger, exactly, makes, yeah. It makes more sense, to be honest, because it's something that you possess. It's not physical, but again, I, in a way, both languages fall short from actually expressing the idea, but we, we understand it. When you are constantly translating your thoughts from English to Spanish... Then you you'll end up saying stuff like "soy hambre" or "estoy hambre," um, and it's like you you can't be hunger. You'll say stuff like that, which is wrong, and they'll become habits.
0: Gotcha. So, if you
1: can as you can think in Spanish, you can get closer to thinking in Spanish. The the better off you are. Um, I know there's a couple of oh. Or, for example, saying, um, saying, like, it doesn't matter to me.
0: Mm-hmm. Um,
1: sometimes you leave one language and you continue using the grammar for another. I was talking to one of my coworkers, and then someone asked me something in English, and I told them it gives me the same.
0: <laughs> okay, mean, and that's something that you would typically say in Spanish.
1: Yeah, you'd say me da igual, which means it gives me the same. It doesn't really matter to me. D- do whatever you like. It's cool. Me da igual. And like I I turned to someone and said it gives me the same and I realized like my brain still like using Spanish grammar to um to speak English and that's why things sound funny. Like you'll you hear people like not not to like disparage non native English speakers, every time you've heard whether it be an Indian immigrant, a Spanish immigrant, a Asian immigrant or any secondary language speaker, when you understand what they're saying, but it just sounds really bad and hard on the ear, it's because they're taking their language, translating it to yours, and then hoping for the best. Gotcha. You sound just as awful when you speak Spanish uh, using English grammar and then talking back to them. So it's I'm not okay, And I think, yeah, and good.
0: I'm glad that you brought that up because it's about understanding people. And sometimes, you know, you have to take time when you're learning a language you have to be patient with someone and you would hope that they'd be patient with you too so let me ask you this in terms of these software you know like duolingo and Rosetta Stone and things like that what do you think the advantages are and the disadvantages are
1: okay so i can only speak on the softwares that i've used okay i've been very fortunate in the last couple years in a way because every job that i've had in the last about three years has been based off a skill set that I taught myself and then someone's like, alright, I'll give you a shot. So whether it be um, becoming a dance instructor or teaching Spanish or possibly parkour coming up.
0: Okay. But
1: Knowing where to go for the resources is a huge help and will cut down on your learning time. So if anybody's trying to learn, um, Duolingo I didn't find very useful. Um, a lot of people love it. I felt it was um, lacking a lot of. Um, of it, it was so basic, as far as the base level, what you need, it wouldn't be helpful to anyone who studied beyond a year, and even a year would be pushing it. Rosetta Stone, I honestly don't know. I didn't have four hundred. I've been poor most of my life. I did not have four hundred to invest in a software. That, <laughs> Got um, you. Okay. I, would, I will recommend a software, and if you have time to get it, um. It's called Fluencia. It's a web-based software, so you can log in anywhere. It runs on um, Mac, Windows. It runs on, It runs a web browser, so you don't have to worry about operating systems. Fluencia, I think their price was, last I checked, was 120 or they have a monthly payment arrangement, but it's about $100, and it gives you a year's worth of uh, access. And I'll say that with that software, as you actually are able to absorb what they're teaching you, you'll actually um, get about 75% of the language they they don't go over um compound verb tenses with a bear which was annoying and they don't go over the um uh, they call it the past subjunctive um i forgot the word for it but it's like the era endings where it's something that would have happened or it's expressing a hypothetical from the past perspective okay. anyway it's a technical they don't go they don't go over it, and that's, like, what I felt the software is missing. But overall, for the price, the accessibility, it's I think worth it. So I would say get the workbooks from Practice Makes Perfect in combination with Fluencia. And then after that, um, you're going to have to be your own advocate. But I think by then you'll know um, what you don't know. And I mean, every by Every two months, you should finish one workbook uh, Practice from the Practice Makes Perfect series. Start at your level. Don't jump ahead. Beginning, all your verbs, etc. These workbooks take time. Two months might be a little quick. Hmm. They will teach you that. And pretty soon you'll find that you're able to read and write and understand, listen, and watch telenovelas, um, Spanish television programs. Absorbs much Spanish media. Watch um, Club de Cuervos with subtitles on in Spanish. All your favorite kids' movies, by now, I'm not saying you should pirate them, but if you have the DVDs, they have them. Um, you can just switch the language on any of the animated movies, and they have it in Spanish. Hmm. Switch the language, watch it with the subtitles. You already know the story. You're not going to get lost, but what's going to happen is you're going to start associating certain phrases with American phrases and understand them within context. That's how a baby learns. There's no reason why you won't be able to absorb a lot more of the language. But take every opportunity to sharpen that skill set.
0: This was very great advice. I am so glad you had an opportunity to join us. I'm very happy about that. So how can people get in contact with you? What if I want one-on-one instruction? Do we have a way of getting in contact with you? Well,
1: uh, yeah. Um, Feel free to shoot me a text. I know that's like crazy. Everybody's like, don't put your number on social media. You'll get, you know, this type of person or that type of person. It's, <laughs> I mean that I, I rode the Metro for two years. I'm not afraid of nothing. Um,
0: <laughs> and we'll make sure to put your information in the links as well. But if you just wanna shout it out, you can go ahead.
1: Um, you can hit me up via text or uh WhatsApp at two zero two uh 5761 Um and you can look me up on Facebook, Demetrius Pimenter. That's really there's nothing special about that. It's just my first and my last name. <laughs> I, <laughs> I will. Really like Demetrius Permenter at like fluffy kitty 36 you know (laughs) the real one official page like no
0: no no he's hilarious he'll be a good person just to talk to in general so thank you so much Demetrius for being on the show and everyone make sure that you like subscribe and share this with a friend who's interested in learning Spanish until next time thank you and you can always learn from a conversation